0: Hello, welcome back to another episode, Influencer Podcast. Julie Solomon here, and today we are talking to Reese Evans. Reese is a mindset coach. She's the creator of Yes Supply, which is actually a method that teaches you how to overcome any of the negative self-talk or limiting beliefs that you may be having right now, um, so you can start getting more yes into your life. She goes through that method with with us today. Reese had to do that in her own life. She began to embody this method in every identity of her life, changing her belief systems, changing really everything that she had told herself or been taught to believe. And from that, she started to really manifest a better life for herself. She started working with great coaching techniques like NLP, hypnotherapy, emotional freedom technique, tapping, energy work. We're going to be talking all about that today. And from all of those things, she found a really unique formula that she now uses and coaches um, for people to really allow them to make the incredible change they're wanting to see in their life as well. So with that, she now trains hundreds of people in her method so they can become certified and coach others as well so they can see massive impact. If you want to learn more about Reese's work, you can go to yessupply.co. We're also going to have that information in the show notes. And without further ado, we will get started with the fantastic Reese. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Reese. It's so good to have you with us
1: today. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yes. I'm so excited for this conversation. We were talking offline a little bit ago and, you know, we were saying how we've both kind of like seen each other in this world of the online space and, and everything. And so it's, it's great to finally be here kind of in person, not really in person, but virtually to, um, to have this time. And I can't wait to dive in because you do, you do a lot of amazing things. You're a coach. And you're a cre- you're the creator of the Yes supply method, which we're going to be talking about today. But what I love about your work is that you bring a lot of the mindset work and the subconscious work into your coaching techniques. and I would love for you just to kind of share what even got you excited or interested in in mindset and in limiting beliefs and like you know wanting to support other women and shedding
1: some of those as well, yeah, absolutely. well, I think. Like long story short, the reason why I'm so interested in mindset is I realized that's the foundation of everything. Um, So a little bit of background of me, I grew up in a single parent household. And then when I was about 10 years old, my mom got into a really abusive relationship. um, And at the end of that, she got really sick with cancer. So I'd gone through a lot of different things, you know, from childhood to 20 years old that just after it, I was... I was completely beat up on the inside, like really low self-esteem. I was my own biggest bully. I was mean to myself. And then, you know, my inside world reflected to my outside world because I found myself, you know, working strings of jobs that I didn't like, always feeling treated like a number. I had friendships that, you know, after hanging out with the person left me feeling depleted. And like one day I just had this aha moment of, you know, if my outside world isn't changing, if nobody else is giving me opportunities, maybe it's a reflection of me not giving myself opportunities, or maybe it's a reflection of how I treat myself. And so I just started to experiment. It was when Instagram was like kind of A new thing when you would just take pictures of your food. There wasn't too much more than that and some filters. And I started to experiment with like, rather than looking at what everyone else was doing, what if I just woke up in the morning and focused on me and my goals? And rather than being mean to myself when I looked in the mirror, what if I just started being nice to myself and stopped saying, I hate my clothes or, you know, I hate my job, but looking for the little positives, the little silver linings? And my life started to change and, you know, things started to get better. And I actually manifested a job that I did like. And I started to think about, you know, how could I inspire more people to start to just say yes to themselves. So yes, supply started as a blog and then I discovered coaching. So I started coaching here and there, um, and recognized that I could tell somebody, you know, the exact strategy or hack that I used, but if they didn't shift their mindset and how they looked at the world, they, they weren't going to get the exact same results that I was. And so that got me to really dig deep into understanding the subconscious mind and growth mindset and how to actually shift our subconscious mind, which is our subconscious mind is how we operate on autopilot. And so when you can shift your subconscious mind, so you're operating on autopilot to create success, then creating success becomes easy. So it was, it was kind of like trial and error, figuring it out for myself and then just sharing it along the way. And the more I share, the more, you know, positive results we see. For people so I just want to keep telling the world about this work
0: and I love the the name yes apply what like you you kind of just touched on it as you mm. know because you were you were wanting to say yes to more where did that come from and and what even gave you the courage or the idea to to recognize that you might have been saying no to a lot of things and instead mm. saying yes to them
1: and wow. and kind of the the unfolding of that what a great question, yeah so. The idea actually came to me when I used to work in retail. So I was working in retail, very competitive environment, you know, wasn't really the best environment for me, but I loved some of the people that I worked with. So I'd be working with people who were creatives and artists or, you know, aspiring, like wanted to be entrepreneurs. And I would hear them say things like, I really want to be a successful artist, but I can never do that. I really want to take my music and do something with it, but I can never do it. And I would see the potential in, you know, my friends that I worked with, and I wanted to shake them be like, you're amazing, you can do this. And I realized, wow, so many people say no to themselves. And, you know, the outside world didn't say, no, you can't have a music career or no, you can't have an art career. But they were saying no to themselves and essentially creating that self-fulfilling prophecy. And then it hit me, what if I'm saying no to myself? And so it kind of started like an experiment of, What if I just started saying yes to myself and pursuing the things that I thought would be fun, which is empowering people to say yes to themselves. Um, And Yes Supply actually started as a blog where I was interviewing people who had found their passion and turned it into a business. And again, I was just like fighting through my fears, like doing what scared me, but it turned from that to just sharing my perspective on what I learned to inevitably coaching and then now having the certification. Yeah. It was like just noticing that so many people are saying no to themselves and what can I do to help them change that? Amazing. And what
0: does saying yes mean to you? Like if someone is living by a yes life, what does that mean in terms of what's happening in the world around them, the results that they're getting for someone that's listening? If they're like, well, I say yes to everything, but I'm still not getting anything I want.
1: How do you know when you're actually like in that alignment? Yeah, you know what? It's so funny because it, it's so good to ask about context because if you say yes to everything, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble, right? Like it's so important to have boundaries. That's something that I'm definitely learning as a business owner that you got to be clear on boundaries and expectations. So it doesn't mean saying yes to everything that people are trying to get you to do. Um, but saying yes to yourself, I think is really about asking yourself like what do I truly want what would I ask for if I knew the answer was going to be yes and not creating goals based on my limitations like a lot of people who for example let's just say you made 50k a year you might say well if I made 50k this year maybe I can make 55 and you're just basing your goals based on what you think you can get rather than what you actually want but like what would you ask for if you knew the answer was going to be yes going after that and then having a full body. Yes. So essentially saying yes to yourself in your identity, how you see yourself, how you hold your energy, how you show up in the world. Um, Maybe it means taking a chance on yourself. Maybe it's making a big investment or traveling somewhere or going to an event that scares you. Um, And just not letting your fears or your past self limit you, but making decisions based on the version of you who you know you're becoming. My friends, have you ever thought
0: that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. Business for sponsoring the show. Oh, wow. That's so good. Um, and thank you for walking us through that for the visual. Um, I, and I do, I want to talk a little bit more about, um, some of the beliefs, the stories that we can tell ourselves that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, keep us getting what we want, whether that's good or bad. Um, one of the things specifically in terms of a story that I see come up a lot within my community is that hesitation to ask for help. And I think that that's a big thing for women. And just, you know, even for those, and you've even probably seen it in your communities, because I know that you coach people on how to become coaches and you teach them your method. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you think of it as someone who is a coach, okay. You know, these amazing women are going to come in. They're going to learn my method. They're going to learn my strategies. They're going to apply it to their life. And it's going to be great. But if someone doesn't show up, And do the work, or if someone doesn't show up and ask for the support and help that they need, nothing's going to be changed. Nothing's going to happen. So, what is your takeaway, or what is your experience for those times that, you know, someone may have the courage to take the first step, but then they kind of become paralyzed with asking for the help. They're afraid that they're going to sound silly. They're afraid that people are going to judge them. They're afraid of the imposter syndrome. They're just they're just paralyzed by the fear. What, um, what kind of experience or tips do you have for that?
1: That's such a great question. And so an important thing to remember is that the way that we act in our every day, isn't because that's actually how we have to act or the truth of the rules of the world. It's from how we were programmed. Um, and it's so funny. You mentioned being afraid to ask for support because I had a deep belief that people didn't want to support me. And of course, that's not going to help you if you're building a million-dollar business because it's great to have a team. Um, And so one of the questions that you can always ask yourself if you're afraid to ask for help or literally afraid to do anything is just asking yourself, when did I decide that? When did I decide that people don't want to help me? Or when did I decide that my work isn't good enough? Or when did I decide that I'm going to be rejected? And chances are, it's because of an example that maybe was set for you, right? So I saw my mom as a single mom doing a lot of things by herself and constantly struggling. And so she modeled to me, well, you have to do everything by yourself or it's not going to get done. And, you know, there's not going to be anyone around to support you or you might get abandoned. And what we have to constantly remind ourselves is, um, you know, our parents were doing the best they could, of course. Um, but just because that was the example that I saw, that doesn't have to be my life. And so as you're moving forward, you get to decide how things can be for you going forward. So if you have a fear of asking for help, just say, you know, when did I decide that? When did I decide that I can't ask for help? Oh, I saw this model to me that my dad didn't want to help my mom or I asked for help once and somebody said no. And then kind of disconnect from that a little bit and say, but how could things be different now? Have I seen examples of somebody who didn't want to help me? Or have I seen examples of me helping somebody else? And I was so happy to help them, right? And just start to look for things that are maybe the opposite and you'll be able to move through and just see that it was just a it's just a program or just a story that you're telling yourself, but it's not based on reality. And of course working with the subconscious mind can help with that as well. So you know, doing hypnosis with it, doing EFT, um, or doing subconscious reprogramming to help release those old programs that were put in and then put in new programs that you can be supported. One of the things that I always think about too, is my mission is so much bigger than me. And I know your mission is so much bigger than you. And so if you think about the amount of people that you want to help thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of course you can't do that on your own. So remember if your purpose is bigger than you, then of course it's going to take a village to get there. So good. And you just touched on a
0: lot of the tools and techniques that you use, you know, um, you know, EFT, um, subconscious mind. I know that you're certified in NLP. I would love for you to kind of walk through for some of those who are like, what are all of these acronyms? you know, what is the emotional freedom technique, you know, tapping, what is energy work? What are some of the subconscious mind techniques that you have been certified and trained in that have really helped you notice your thoughts, understand your feelings. And like, instead of kind of believing in this story more, just notice it for what it is and then be able to get the other side of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love all the tools because I feel like they work together in tandem. i love people always ask me like, what's the one thing that you need to do to create success? And you know, it's, it's a multiple things. It's a journey, right? And so, um, I have a five-step manifestation process. You can see it on my website. Um, but it always starts with what do you really want? And so asking yourself, you know, what would you ask for if you knew the answer was going to be yes. And then from there, you can decide which tools are going to help support you to get there. So what our subconscious mind always does is it works to take the belief or the ideas that are the programs that you're holding on the inside and make sure your outer reality reflects that. So let's just say you have an inner belief that you can't make friends or it's hard to make friends you won't even notice this but you'll subconsciously go into events and maybe be closed off or not be able to uh, to think of things to say or whatever it is and your subconscious mind will work to create a self-fulfilling prophecy of your inner beliefs and so what i found out in my own life and with my clients is that when we figure out what we really want then the next step is to ask ourselves okay The version of me who easily and effortlessly has that, what are the programs that are happening inside of me right now? And you use all of these tools to make sure that your program lines up to the goal that you want to achieve. And when your inner program lines up, you're going to start to go after it on autopilot. It's not even going to feel like work. It's just like, um, you know, when you get in your car and you start driving, all of a sudden you're at your end destination. You don't even really have to think about it. That's where subconscious mind is always working. And so we want to install the beliefs, the identities, the feelings, whatever it is that are aligned to that goal that's been achieved. And we want to de-install whatever programs, negative emotions, limiting beliefs are no longer aligned. And so when you know that process at a high level, that's when you pick and choose which Technique is going to work the best. So, for example, if you know that, let's just say, I know there's a lot of business owners here. So, let's just say you want to earn your first million dollars. Um, Maybe one of the programs that you know you would have if you easily earned a million dollars is that there's money everywhere. There's so much money. People love to pay you, it's available everywhere. So, a great tool for that is hypnosis. So, you could either hire a hypnotherapist or create a self-hypnosis. And hypnotize yourself to believe that there's money everywhere. And it's so amazing to see because you'll do the hypnosis on one day, and then a few days later you'll just see yourself, you know, raising your prices or asking for more money or finding money that you didn't know was there, finding random investment that you made a few years ago and forgot about. Or um, I know in some of my programs, a lot of people just randomly receive checks. My money my money mastermind that I ran. Uh, one of the women, I can't remember if it was two or three, but she got either two or three random $10,000 checks during the time of her program. Like how does that, happen, right? um, so for example, you could use hypnosis to install that belief or let's just say you recognize, I have a belief that I have to quote, work really hard for money. And maybe you pick that up from seeing your parent work really hard around the clock then you can deinstall that. So a great tool for that is EFT. Um, I have a lot of videos on my YouTube um, if anyone wants to kind of go deeper with it so I don't spend the whole podcast talking about it. But you can tap on that. So if you believe you have to struggle to earn money, you can tap on that belief and start to release it and start to lessen it. And then what you'll find is you're no long, your subconscious mind is no longer putting you in those situations where it feels like a struggle. Um, and then of course... With NLP as well, how we store all of our beliefs um, and our identities and how we look at the world and things around us is almost like in a holographic filing cabinet of our mind. Um, So for example, if you think about something you did last week, you might sense that that memory is like behind you, right? So if you think about something you did last week, you might sense that it's over here. But if you think about something you're going to do next week, you might find it in front of you or to the right or to the left. So, or if you think about coffee, you have like kind of an internal representation. And so it's with these internal experiences, you can literally change and and it only takes a moment. You can change how you store these internal experiences using these techniques to shift them from a belief or an identity or a program that doesn't serve you to a program that does serve you. And so when you do this inner work, then you inevitably see that it reflects in your outside world. So that was like a a rundown of, you know, 200 hours of training. So I love it. Cause I, really I, know, that there's, it. I know
0: that there's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. So I know that there's a lot of, you know, between, you know, that's, that's a lot of time and work in those things, but I love that you gave us just enough snippets For those who maybe they know all of these things, they've just never applied them. Maybe they use them every day. Maybe they've never heard about them. Do you mind sharing your YouTube link? So if people do want to go into just kind of seeing what tapping is, how it can work for them, where they can find some of your examples.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have playlists on all the different techniques. So if you just go to yesupply.co slash YouTube, then you can just start searching through. Perfect. Perfect.
0: So Reese, I would love for you to share how it is that you work with your clients and your students, teaching them your method and teaching them how they can use this and apply it to their own work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people come to us either as new coaches who know, I want to work with people and I want to actually feel confident that I can give them the transformation that they're looking for. And, you know, most of the time people only know about the conscious mind. And like I said before, our subconscious is running over 95% of our daily processes, how we act, our habits, our behaviors. So when you know how to work with the subconscious mind, you're going to be 10 times more effective and get those long-lasting results. Um, And so we have a really interactive Program where the students come in. There's a lot of pre-recorded videos so that you get that foundation of learning about the subconscious mind and um, the rules of the mind, how to apply to different people. We actually just started working with a DEI expert as well, so we're going to be adding in more modules soon on um, diversity and inclusion and being trauma informed and everything like that to help. You know, help our coaches help their clients even deeper from a variety of different backgrounds. Um, but essentially, there's, you know, the pre-recorded videos so they can get that foundation and feel really comfortable. And then we have our technique mastery calls where the students can actually come and be paired up with another student. We have students all over the world, like Japan, Australia, UK, Europe, Canada, US. It's so beautiful to see um, all the diverse and unique students from all over the world. And you actually get the opportunity to practice um, all of the techniques with somebody else Get your questions answered, everything like that, so that when you go start working with clients, you you know that you know you feel confident to to meet anyone where where they're at. And the beautiful thing about this too is, I think there's a big misconception that in order to be a successful coach, you have to be way further along the path than your client. So people think like, well, I can't coach somebody who's been in business for twenty years because I just got started, or I can't. I can't coach someone who is older than me or I can't coach somebody who's made more money than me and when you have these tools that's actually not the case at all because when you understand how the mind works and that structure what you're working on is the structure of the problem so you don't like Coaching isn't about telling people what to do or giving advice. Coaching is about reminding the client that they really do have all of the answers inside of them. They're already born with everything that they need to be successful, and they can access the resources that they need to change their life or feel more empowered or feel happier or or whatever it is that they're looking for. And so that's what's so great about this too, because anybody who is committed to change the world and committing to empowering others and helping others, they can become a successful coach and they can work with somebody who's, you know, older than them or educated than them, whatever it is. Like for me, I have a two year, um, college diploma in visual merchandising. Yet in some of our trainings, we have PhDs, we have doctors coming through, you know, learning this stuff to use it either if they're starting a side coaching business or they want to apply it somehow with the work that they're doing of course if it aligns to their licensing and so it's amazing because it's not about seniority or anything like that it's really just about knowing that you have everything that you need to be successful and then and then applying these tools. Oh, and
0: I just, I love that you touched on the, the the coaching, how you explain coaching that it's, it's not about telling people what to do or give advice, but it's really just about to be that mirror. And I think that that's, that's important to, to dictate because, you know, if you're going to offer advice or share, you know, information in that way, to me, that's more of a strategist and there are coaches out there that can be strategists and be coaches. That's what I do both. Right. But there is a time and place you'll have a call that is more of a strategy-focused call where they are literally wanting your advice, wanting your input, wanting to know your experience, wanting to know what you would do in that situation versus a coaching call or a coaching session where you're really there to hold space and to allow the client to really think and feel for themselves. And I love that you gave that distinction because I think a lot of times people will say, well, you didn't tell me what to do. So you weren't coaching me or you told me what to do. So you weren't coaching me. And so it's just, it's, I think the distinction of both of those things can also really help people and those listening, figure out what is it exactly are they looking for? And what is it that they really need? And I love all of, you know, that's why your tools and techniques work so well. And I I love all the tools and techniques that you use, because I think that those really do complement what it means to be a true coach and to have a successful you know, coaching experience. Um, so I appreciate you breaking all of those things down. I would love to hear a little bit more about how have you seen just your work in your industry grow over this last year with it being, you know, pandemic COVID, more people working from home, more people looking for support and guidance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It has been quite a year and, um, Yeah. The coaching industry has definitely changed. I think there's a lot of people entering the coaching industry too, because whether, you know, they got laid off or they're just working from home and have more time to start that side hustle. They've always been wanting to, um, the coaching industry is definitely changing. I would agree that because so many people are spending a lot of time at home, a lot of people are feeling really isolated. Um, and so they're recognizing as well when they're at home, like, okay, I don't have the distractions of going out for a drink with friends or shopping or whatever it is. And so they're turning inwards to do this inner work. Um, and also really wanting that support from the coach to, um, hold space for them and to ask them those questions that they've never been asked before, um, to, to meet, to meet their goals. And also too, I think that there's, we're feeling like there's so many constraints because, you know, a lot of us can't travel. We can't leave our houses, that type of thing. And so people are really needing to self-source and look inwards for satisfaction and happiness and contentness rather than, you know, outside things and numbing from being busy running around town or or whatever that is. So I think that it really is like a big call for, um, like self-responsibility And having a coach can really help you with that because they can help you see the blind spots and they can help you see the things that maybe you've been avoiding for a few years that you're finally ready to meet. Um, Another thing too, like I mentioned, um, you know, we're bringing on a DEI coach and, um, you know, going to be supporting and giving even more information on being trauma-informed and And I think that those are big conversations that have been happening in the online spaces um, in the last year. And so, like, we're, you know, adding this because we want to know it for ourselves. Like, it's all so interesting. It's so important. And each of us, as an individual, has the opportunity to contribute to making changes, whether it's um, adding more diversity to our companies Um, creating more inclusions, thinking about people who have different backgrounds from us and how can we help support them succeed. So um, I think that coaching is really in that space or changing a lot in that space or adding to in that space, because not only can we help our individual clients, but who we are showing up as coaches when we have this information, um, it's going to help us make change on a greater level as well, like for, you know, our whole country. Amazing. Thank you so much for walking
0: us through that. And Reese, if someone is listening and they're out there and they've had this inkling or this desire to become a coach themselves and want to learn and apply some of the methods that you have shared with us today, where can they find your information to do just that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website, yessupply.co has Everything. Um, We put out blog posts every week so you can just learn more about coaching, about business, about the different techniques, um, as well as our YouTube channel. And then if you do want to learn about the certificate itself, you can find that at yessupply.co/slash certified.
0: Awesome. And one last question before we pop off: What does influence mean to you?
1: What does influence mean to me? I think influence in its most powerful way is really being and embodying the person who you want to be. So, you know, your happiest version of yourself, your most fulfilled version of yourself, um, going after the things that you've always dreamed of. And then I think that when you are that, you become a lighthouse for others. So I think that influencing just by being who you want to be is the best way to influence rather than trying to, you know, force your ideas on others or change others. Amazing. Well, Reese, again, thank you so much for being
0: here. And um, for those listening today, I would love to know your thoughts and your takeaways. Um, as always, make sure to screenshot today's episode, hashtag me and the influencer podcast tag Reese, all of that good information will be in our show notes and let us know what your biggest takeaways were. We cannot wait to hear from you. And of course we want to share those stories on our Instagram stories as well. So thank you so much, Reese. It was just awesome talking to you. I so appreciate it. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All
1: right. I'll see you again, same time, same place, next week.